It is Dave Nellis and Daryl Timmers for another race weekend, Canada's F1 show. And we waited four weeks for that. Yes. For that? Four weeks. Well, Saturday was a little drama ish. <laughs> oh, Azerbaijan Grand Prix in the books. Sprint weekend, Grand Prix yep. weekend. Uh, we'll do an overwhelmed, underwhelmed, surprised recap, but we have two races to do it on. So let's do the sprint re- uh, the sprint race first. Overwhelmed, underwhelmed, surprised. Uh, I'm going to have to say, you know, the surprise out of the whole thing is, uh, is you know, I think Checo. You, you got to say, like, he was able to hold on to it. I don't know, man. This guy looks dangerous. Like, he looks fast right now. I don't know what the break did for him, but he looks so comfortable in Baku, like, I, I I gotta say, like he he was he was legit this weekend. He is a legit contender for the championship after seeing that sprint race. And you know what? We've been talking about it for the past couple of years now because he's been Max's teammate, and we always looked at him as number two. That's yeah. the way it's been set up. But his performance was also number two level yeah. performance this year after the weekend in Azerbaijan. He's six point back of the world championship lead, just off of Max Verstappen. Yeah. He put together two wins. Uh, the sprint race, yes, I agree. That was impressive. And I have to agree, I also thought there was no contest because Max was starting in front of him yeah. for the Grand Prix and Max was just going to walk away from it. Yeah. Didn't work that way. No. He, they went blow for blow trying to put the fastest laps together in the middle of the race. There was, uh, you know, they were both inches away from the wall. They were pushing the cars to the limit to try to beat each other. And, and Checo came out on top. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy about that. And I know what people are saying, particularly Max Verstappen fans, is the safety car. Yeah. Uh, the timing was off. But Checo closed him down to about half a second. Yep. Just over half a second. And that was right when Max pulled into the well, pit. Well, so we weren't going to, we were going to see the overtake yeah. on that main straight. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, you know, Really and truly, the only reason Max pitted was because Checo was there putting pressure on him. You know, the Correct. team had to make a decision. Okay, do we hold up Checo or do we pit Max? And then when the safety car came out, they were like, okay, well, we got to pit Max, right? So in the end, it's like, I think at that point, Max was pressured by Perez to, to, to pit. Like, uh, that's it. It was his, it was the reason that he had to pit was because of Checo. It wasn't a decision of the team to be like, this is a better strategy. Let's go do it. Right. Checo, uh, he, he ended up pressuring him. Max had to pit. It all came together and Perez jumped to the front. Okay. So let's talk about Sergio because he is a street king. <laughs> like yeah. evidently this guy goes very well on street circuits and the next however many races kind of play into his hands. We have Miami, which is a street yeah. circuit, Monaco, just up the way. And, you know, he's six points back on the championship right now. What is it about him, his driving style, his mentality? Like, what is it that that, where he's able to just find the pace on a street circuit? I don't know. He even he was talking to the media about it and he's like, he just gels with this place. You know, it just suits his driving style. I feel like, you know, uh, he can he can drive uh, really technical tracks really well. Um, when it comes to kind of like a, a place like Silverstone or something open up where it's a track where it doesn't have like as much of a high risk, I feel like he doesn't excel as much. Mm. Um, I feel like he ends up, you know, going to a place like a, like Baku where it's like very, like you have to be on it. You have to be driving. You have to, you cannot make any mistakes. You're, I feel like he, he almost performs better under that type of pressure mm. where it's not like he's, you know, at a, at a, at a, a regular circuit, um, a Grand Prix circuit, you know, there's lots of runoff and there's stuff like that where it's like, yes, there's limits to the track, but there's no 
crazy risk. There's no hard yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because so we've seen guys put it in the yeah. wall this weekend all yeah. throughout. And you know, you saw it at Monaco last year. He was yeah. quick. You saw him. I think, I, I just think, you know, there's people that gel with street courses and there's people that don't. And I think he's definitely one of them that do. Um, even when, you know, when we used to race back on street courses and stuff like that, it, it kind of separated, I guess, the men from the boys, you want to say. Because um, you got to be an inch away from the wall. And if you're not comfortable enough with your car to be an inch away from the wall, hey, can't go as fast. Can't go as fast as the guy in front of you, right? <laughs> Very so simple. <laughs> you, you saw it while uh, they were in the race. They were both getting inches away from the wall. There's a couple times where they Brush both the wall, tagged yeah. the wall. Um, you know, it's it's that's how how perfect these drivers have to be. And and I don't think everyone realizes how hard that is to do for 51 laps straight, being millimeters away from the wall every single corner, every single lap. And, and, you know, optimizing the car and the race With line. dire consequences if you exactly. get it wrong. Exactly. Like, your race is over if yeah. you get it wrong. Yeah, look at Nick. You know. Nick DeVries. And, it was, <laughs> and, and the thing about DeVries was, it, it wasn't like a crazy tap. No. It was a very light it. little tap, yeah. just enough to break the tap. And that was it. That was it. That over. was it. So. Each stroll did the same thing and got away with it. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I mean, that's where you're at. You're at a knife edge. Uh, shouts out to Checo, man. Yeah, a, a great race, yes. a, a great weekend. Yes. Uh, he was he had the he had the measure on Verstappen all weekend. Yeah, it wasn't like it was you know back and forth. He pretty much had him all weekend, and this is great for him and his confidence and his bout for the championship. I think Checo is the only person that believes he can win a championship. Yep. But after this weekend, I think people are really raising their eyebrows up and saying, "Well, hold on a second. Yeah, he might have a legitimate shot because I let's agree. be honest, nobody else on the grid is going to compete for that championship no. other than somebody else." In a in Red, Red Bull, Bull race. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I think, uh, you know, when it comes down to Max's confidence of being like, I'm the number one guy, I think this weekend kind of brought him that back was, down to reality. And <laughs> I don't know it. that anything could bring Max but down I to reality, but we'll talk about that. that frustration came out because... <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. I think that's all coming into his head now. He's like, hey, man, I couldn't catch Checo. I couldn't pass him. I had the chance. It wasn't like the team was holding me back, mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it. So uh, I think that kind of sit doesn't sit well with him. I think he's kind of realizing now that this could turn into a, you know, Hamilton Rosberg battle. And well, we need something. Like I said, something. after four weeks, that was a pretty boring race. That yeah. might be the boringest race that I've seen. Like that was it was pretty boring. It was yeah. pretty boring. And and you know, for all you purists yeah. out there who who uh, hate the format, well, at least you had something to look at and talk about after yeah. Saturday. Because yeah. if this was it. After a four-week layoff, yeah. that would have been pretty underwhelming. Speaking of underwhelming, yes, let's do underwhelming. Underwhelming, I have to go with DeVries, man. Like he's well. Sorry, are we talking about sprint race or are we talking about real? I think we race? could just talk about the weekend. In okay, general, yeah. I'm gonna have to go with like I would say Gasly because he just had a tough, oh, man. tough, yeah, tough yeah, weekend, yeah. and they brought upgrades. Yeah, and they the car looked pretty decent. It just you know blown it up, and uh, you know all the things that he's he had a lot of issues this weekend. But you know the people have those weekends. We've all had them, and uh, yeah. you just kind of move on from them and put it behind you but i'm gonna have to go with debris um you know we all like man i was a huge preacher of debris and i still at the reason i still am um but i feel like you know he just one he's got a lot of pressure on him because of how he performed last year when he just jumped into right, the car in the williams car yeah. and then two when you know yuki is is outperforming him um it's kind of like well we kind of expected you to be the number one not yuki right so but again Yuki's been in the car for how many years, yeah. and he hasn't. It's the same type of thing that when Lando was in the McLaren compared to Ricardo. Yeah. It's not a talent thing. It's just being comfortable in the car. That, that's a good want. comparison, though, because yeah. there is a pedigree with DeVries. I mean, he's won yeah. everything. He's a little bit older in terms of Formula 1 age yeah. or whatever. 
Um, but yeah, he's just having a difficult time. I mean, it's four races in. Yeah. Difficult time coming to grips with the car. Still got 19 left, but this weekend was not good for his confidence. No, you know? no. You know, when you make a little bit of an error like that and just clip the inside barrier, it's just showing that he is pushing his hardest to get there, and he is trying to make you um, make up for, I guess, the the lack of performance from the car. Right. Um, but hey, so is Yuki, and Yuki wasn't in the wall, so yeah. we can't say much about that, you know? And that's the thing, too. Like, with all the things happening on the back end, like, yeah. leading into the weekend, they're going to change the team principal next year. Like, France is out. Yeah. Uh, deputy director from Ferrari, Ferrari is coming yeah. over. So, like, there's... there's I guess lot. that's what happens in a four-week layoff yeah, though, yeah. Like in the sport. A lot of chatter yeah. about things off track because nothing is happening on track tends, yeah. to, tends to come around. Yeah. Let's do a surprise. Surprise me? I Okay, this is a different type of surprise, but Alonzo. Okay. Alonzo was literally tuning Stroll's car yeah. while he was driving. That was a surprise. I was like... What do you mean? He's like, yeah, tell Lance about my brake bias. Tell Lance yeah, about this. Yeah. This is I'm trying this, and he's coaching Lance in the middle of a race right. while he's driving. I was like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> like, who is this guy? Yeah, who is this guy? He's a machine, that guy. Yeah. And, and you know, we 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 all say it. He's he's one of the best, and he's you know he might not have had you know the the. I guess the the performance of his careers uh, over the time, you know, a couple of bad decisions throughout his career definitely hampered him having more championships and more race wins and stuff like that. But hey, that's all part of Formula One is making those right decisions to get into the right position. He finally made a right decision. He's finally in a good position to kind of battle for at least a bunch of wins this year. And if not, you know, you never know if if we have a Hamilton-Rosberg error and then all of a sudden Alonso starts... uh, creeping his way back into this championship hunt and um it surprised the heck out of me when he started telling him hey lance like check my brake bias tell lance about my brake bias tell lance right. about this tell lance about that i was like <laughs> so he's literally driving lance and his car yeah, while yeah. he's out there and lance is just like hey, hey, hey let's turn this now let's do this let's do this and yeah and and get alonzo but um just goes to show what was happening in the race yeah nothing nothing <laughs> or how long that straightaway is that you know, he has true. a whole full conversation with his team about how they're doing the other car very true very true and that was the Azerbaijan Grand Prix overwhelmed underwhelmed and surprised a bit of a quick recap right there Max Verstappen George Russell bitter rivalry loading sprint weekend bring some drama yep maybe that's why Max hates it so much <laughs> Uh, but this right here, this is something that could be brewing for the next five, ten years, yeah. depending on if Max decides to stay in the sport or not. Yeah. But what happened at corner one, two, and three during the sprint race really pissed Max Verstappen off. Yeah, I. It's racing, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What to, like, they made some contact. Yes, you're on a street course that is one of the narrow. It, it has the narrowest section on the whole entire calendar on this street course and you're trying to hang around outside for the first four corners it ain't gonna happen man it's not gonna happen and then you don't think that there's gonna be any contact it's like is everyone supposed to bow down to you is that what's supposed to happen is everyone supposed to just back out and be like here max here's your championship you're the championship leader let's just let's just have this go ahead well i think that's what he thinks because in the post race First of all, he jumped out the car. They had their exchange there. I'm yeah. not really going to comment on that because that happens. Yeah, that, 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 that you happens. know, everyone's boiling. That happens. Leave it alone, whatever. But then to do the post pressers, yeah, and 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 just and just say things like, "Well, he's not on the pace. He shouldn't be in front of me anyway, so he should move out of so the way." How did he get there? It's like we're racing. <laughs> this is racing. The objective is to finish first. Yeah. Right, and yeah. and I think Max Verstappen has gotten used to battling a older and more mature Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And he forgets that there are young dogs yeah. 
on that grid and given the opportunity they're shoving it in on you it's like we said in australia with alonzo you yeah. know he left the door open for science Science says i'm taking this that's yeah. the mentality you have to have yep. if you're trying to compete in formula one and for max verstappen of all people to say he needs more room it, it's just it's it's laughable really yeah. like he didn't put <laughs> he didn't put him in the wall he didn't make him you know drive off the track they ran side by side for three corners what do you expect like him to just be like, oh man, I'm on the inside. You know what? It's the, it's the points leader. Let yeah. me just back out because it's Max Verstappen. Like, talk about privilege. <laughs> yeah, for like, real. Like, I don't know what else to say except like that disgusted me. Like, I was so upset after seeing that because it's racing. The amount of moves that he's made in the last five years has been so controversy, but everything's fine how he does it. The second someone does it to him, oh, you're not supposed to do that. You're what? Because he's not in the championship hunt with you? Everyone has to back down to you? Chaco's the only one that's allowed to actually race against you? No. Everyone can race against you. Albon can race against you. Anyone can race against you. You're on a racetrack. That's it. Race them. You put yourself in a bad position? Sorry. People are going to capitalize on it. Like, I, I don't understand what he expects everyone else to do. Well, you know, the thing about it, too, that is rather annoying in, in regards, in my opinion, of course, uh, is just he's been whining about the format since Thursday. Yeah. And it's like, whether you like it or not, this is the format. This yeah. is what it is. And what I don't understand from, from a driver like Max is, listen, you've been racing your whole life. You jumped in a go-kart when you were three, four years old. You competed then. And the format is always the same in that level of motorsport on your way up to being a pro. There's a practice session, one if not two. There's a qualifying session. There's a heat race, which essentially is the sprint. Yeah. And then there is the final. Yeah. So you've been doing it your entire life. And now all of a sudden, when you're a $40, $50 million paid driver and you work four days out of the week, I know he doesn't really, but like, let's yeah. be honest, you work uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? <laughs> 23 times out of the year. It's not even 100 days working days, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and you're complaining about having to go race. And it's yeah. just like... Uh, but it comes from the top down because yeah. Warner and them are like, well, it's going to cost us money and blah, blah, blah. There wasn't a single, uh, other than Sonoda, yeah. no issues. Yeah. No issues. All the issues came in the practice and the qualifying yeah. sessions. Yeah. So wh what are we talking about here? Listen, you guys want to, you know, take a poo-poo on, drive to survive fans. Whether you like it or not, it is helping the sport grow. Yeah. There are more races now because of the success of a series like that. There are more casual fans. Like, People like racing. For all you purists, what you're saying is you would like to watch an FP1, FP2, and FP3 compared to a race. Yeah. And I don't understand that. I, yeah. I really don't understand that. I, I don't either. I, I love it. I love the sprint races. I really do. It just shows that, you know, when you get a sprint race, especially with this type of format, there's no risk. It whatsoever. levels the playing field yeah. is what it does. It's, That's how George ended up ahead of Max, yeah, right? Like, yeah. It's, it, there's no risk anymore. There's a 17-lap shootout, one set of tires, let's go. Let's see who can push this car to the limit and get there, you know. But no, he wants he wants to do the the three practice sessions and a qualifying and then the race and and oh, it's too many, it's too much racing. You're doing the same amount of track time. You're just racing instead of. You're a racing yeah. driver. <laughs> I don't know. You're a racing driver. I I don't understand this whole weekend. He was. I just feel like every weekend he starts whining more and more and more, and it's just like, man, like you. Yeah, and, and you know how lucky you are to be where you are. Do you understand that? Do you understand that, Max? Do you understand how lucky you are to be in the position you are? Anyone else in this world that is a racer that wants to be on that grid, I would do whatever it takes to be on that grid. I was but just you, saying, yep. not so much. You just you just take it for granted to what you do. I you're, was just you were about given to say everything that. your whole life to get to F one, and now you're in F one, and all you do is complain about it. 
So why don't you give your spot to me? I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. It took the words right out of my mouth. Every weekend you're threatening to leave the sport. Leave the sport. Yeah. As we say, go long. Yeah, go long. Yeah, go long. And let somebody come in there who wants to race. There are people throughout the world that will gladly stick an F1 car on the track 365 yep. days out of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yourself included. Yeah. All the people that race underneath you with your team. Like, that is the goal. If you jump behind the wheel of anything competitively as a racing driver, the goal for all of us is to get to Formula One. Yep. And for him to be saying this kind of stuff, it really, it really is privileged, um, and and it just, it, to me, it, it kind of tarnishes the sport. It makes yeah. F one look bad. Yeah. So the question I have for you now is: Is Max Verstappen, as champion of Formula One, bad for Formula One? When he acts like this, yes, for sure. Because everyone looks back and they're like, "Oh, why? Oh, the the, the champion of your sport doesn't even want to do that." Your champion of your sport complains about the sprint races. The champion of your sport is the one that doesn't want to do this many races. It's all for the fans in the end. You are paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to go race a car around a circuit. Yes, it's high risk. I totally agree and I understand that. But you know the risk going your whole life. Your whole life. Like You've been in a go-kart since you were three years old. You were in a car at 14. Right. You know your risk. Your dad put you in that car at 14. He knew the risk. Get over it. If you don't want to be there, then give someone that actually wants to be there and that actually pushes and wants to try to try hard to make the sport grow. Everything that you're complaining about is just pissing everyone else off or making the sport look bad because people outside the sport that don't understand why the the, 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 champion. the champion is complaining about the sport. Complaining about racing. When he's the only one that's complaining. And he has the fastest car. And honestly, he's probably the best driver on the grid right now. Yes. So, <laughs> like... Like, like yeah, it's yeah. like Jordan going and saying, hey, man, I don't like basketball. I, don't, I want to play three quarters instead of four quarters. Perfect. Like, Perfect. no, Jordan did his shit to get there. Perfect. That's exactly what yeah. it's like. It's like Jordan complaining about playing all the games and playing all the playoff games yeah. to win a championship. Yeah. It's, it's, it frustrates me. It just frustrates me. He doesn't understand how lucky he is to be in that spot and right. how he was spoon-fed that spot. Right. Like, he does not understand he goes through it because he was given to his his whole life. He was going to F1. Yeah. In go-karts, he was going to F1. We all knew it. We all knew that his dad was pushing to get him into a into an F1 he car didn't even, He didn't even really get it. He didn't do a feeder series. No. Like he, was, he just jumped straight into F1 after after F3. Like, like that doesn't happen. Meanwhile, you got a guy like DeVries. Yeah. Right? <laughs> who who should have been... Ran around the yeah. gamut. Should have been in F1 seven years ago. Yeah. You know, and now won everything else. I'm, our, my buddy Robert Wickens. He should right. Been, he should been in that F1 car, but no, right. he didn't have the money to get there. He was one of the. He is the most talented Canadian driver out there, and he is not on the F1 grid because he didn't have the money. But Max, here you go. Your dad's Verstappen. So here you go. Here you go. Here's your plot. Your your go your go kart. Right. Your whole career. Here it is. I'm on serving a platter, it to you. On a and you just have to accept yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't understand how privileged you are for doing this. Man. And he 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 just lets it go. He's just like, oh yeah, I'll complain about this all day long. Oh, it's my livelihood. You chose to do this livelihood. And you made enough money to walk away. Yes. Like he's made it. He, he's like, fifty million dollars a year. A year, yeah. So you, look, fifty million. You could set yourself up. Yeah. Like it, you could walk away today at 24, 25, yeah. never work another day in your life. Yep. So if that's what you keep doing and you keep threatening Formula One, not FIA, not Liberty Entertainment, if you keep threatening them to do it, just go. You, well, you make your bed, you got to lie in it, yeah. right? So I think what happened this weekend, especially the way he handled the situation with George, it, it, it put, listen, it, 
Formula One and racing, and like when you look, it's kind of an elitist thing. Yeah. And they don't like behavior like that. That type of behavior is frowned upon. Yes. When yep. it comes to the people with the big money. Yeah. Right? The people who call the shots and move things around. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if this morning there was a conversation about our brand ambassador, our champion. Yeah. Taking shots at our sport every single day. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You don't want to do nothing. You don't want to wake up. You don't want to roll out of bed. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't look know at, what to say. The, look at the previous champions before him, what they do for the world. Hamilton and Vettel. Yeah. They do everything possible to make sure that the sport, one, is Gross. going in the right direction and it's growing. And it's accessible to everyone. everyone. Exactly. And two, that they, they are trying to make a difference. Yes. Where Max just whines and complains every weekend. He's trying. He's not doing anything to help the sport. He All he does is, oh, it's too many races. Oh, there's too many of this. Oh, we don't want to do this. Why are we doing this? Let's do it. And all it does is, all, and the only people that are saying something is all the fans that are that are not, not, not Max fans, but people that are real. And people are like... Objective. Yeah. We can objectively appreciate what the sport is. We're yeah. not, you know, brainwashed by Max Verstappen. Listen, I've said it countless times yeah. here. He's a fantastic driver. I just finished saying he's the best driver on the grid and he's got the best car. He should win every race. But I don't like his personality. No. And I don't like his behavior. And I no. don't like how he walks around the paddock. And I'm not saying every driver or every champion has to be a role model, right? But all, but you've made a great point right there. For the past 10 to 15 years, maybe we got a little spoiled by seeing Lewis Hamilton and, and, and uh, you know, Sebastian Vettel, uh, you know, being great ambassadors for the, for, for the sport mm-hmm. and propping up inclusivity. Yeah. Because they use their platform to stand for something, too. And when they don't like something, they say it. Yep. But they say it in a different way, yep. you know. Nobody is bigger than the brand. Yeah. Ask Don Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Nobody is bigger than the brand. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little shift yeah. in favoritism. And one more thing, and I hate to bring Abu Dhabi 2021 back up, but for all you racing purists who just go max this and he's right, it should be FP1, FP2, FP3, because you're in it for the racing. What do you think about the last finale in 2021 in Abu Dhabi? That was racing? Yeah. That was not by the book. That was for entertainment, for the Drive to Survive fans. But you propped that up because he won, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Enough of you. (laughs) (laughs) It's for Daryl Timbers. Dave Snellis, drop a comment below, man. Max Verstappen carrying on and just acting a fool on the grid, doesn't want to go racing, causing problems with George Russell. And I think as soon as Russell gets that car, we are going to – this is the beginning phase of the next five to ten-year rivalry that will really – Really polarize the sport, and the and and to bring just to bring up the comment after the races of him being like, okay, we'll wait till next time. The next time we go through a corner, you you'll see, you'll see, and it's like, damn, I've seen it all the time. You do it every time. What's (laughs) different from every single time you pass? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Post Azerbaijan Grand Prix, leading into the weekend, there was four weeks off, and as Mm -hmm. we mentioned. When there's no track on track activities, the rumors start to yeah. spiral and pick up off track. Yeah. Uh, one rumor, of course, sourced from the Italian media, was that Charles Leclerc and Toto Wolff have been in talks mm-hmm. for Leclerc to move over to Mercedes. Now, this is funny because eight months ago, and I'll link the video here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we said this was going to be a move. Yeah. And 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 now we're looking at it. And is there any credibility? What do you think about this? Is is this something that could very well happen? I mean, we know Hamilton doesn't have a contract. Leclerc's locked up till the end of next year. Yeah. Do you see a scenario where Hamilton does one more year and then I I, I feel like every every season at this point, you know, Lewis can make the decision to be like I'm done. 
Um, you know, he, he's older now. Everything's, you know, he's got his championships. But I, I feel like he's got a lot of unfinished business right now. I don't think this is how he wants to end his career with, with Mercedes. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, really and truly with Leclerc, anything can happen, you know. But uh, I, if it's at this point, if I was to go from Mercedes to or from Ferrari to Mercedes or for vice versa, you're you're to step drinking, back. Yeah, you're you're almost drinking the same milk at that point. You know, you got a car that's really good in the race pace, which is the Mercedes. You got a car that's really fast in one lap, which is the Ferrari. <laughs> but they can't win. A but race. they can't put the two together. Yes. So really and truly, what are you really doing? You you're not you're not upgrading in any way for your seat. Like really okay. and truly, you you didn't take you're not take, making a move. Like what Alonso did, right? You know, jump to a and team they, that was a center. risk, though. Yeah, because nobody thought, nobody thought. And this is the other thing. Yeah, if these regulations are set till twenty twenty six, how come Mercedes is the only place that Leclerc can go? Yeah, like yeah. if that Aston Martin is the real deal, and Alonso is is you know by the end of this season wins a race or two, yeah, or Stroll for that matter, who's to say Leclerc isn't looking at that seat? Yeah, or yeah. Hamilton's is it? You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. I just find it interesting that this Mercedes talk is is, is kind of coming about, and the only reason I find it interesting is because I looked at Leclerc's body language all weekend long, and he seems extremely dejected. Yeah, he knows the car he has cannot compete for a win, let alone a championship. And I think this conversation with Toto Wolff did happen because he always could have that insurance in his back pocket, mm-hmm. but now when you pull up. Four weeks out of a brand, you're expecting Mercedes to be a little bit more on the pace, and they're not. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, "Well, hey, if it didn't before you go into this weekend, like if it doesn't work out here, I got something working out over there." And then you look at what's going on over there, and you're like, "Well, hold on a second, ain't nothing going on over yeah, there." Nothing, nothing. Your body language is gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> what do I do? He was the fastest over a lap all weekend. Oh, yeah. Put it on pull for both. Like, but that's normal for him. He's, he's he's a savage on a one yeah, lap pace. He's, yeah, he is a very fast one lap car. He has a very fast one lap car. That car, if Ferrari could figure out their tire dag, that car can compete with the Red Bull. But once they get into race pace, they can't push as hard as they push in qualifying, and they get into their race pace, and the Red Bull has a way faster race pace. That's why you know the Mercedes catches them because they have a better race pace than than Ferrari, but they don't have the one lap qualifying. Right. So in the end, where are you going? You know, if if anything, hopefully Max does leave, and then there you go. That's a spot that's open for him. Well, he's been threatening to leave, <laughs> right? What if he does leave? All of it. Well, he yeah. has a contract to twenty twenty six, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, something like that. So, yeah. but it doesn't mean you can't leave. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? You could say you're retired. You pay, you, you, you pay a penalty to break the contract, yeah. but if you, you know, and what's yeah, what? Really uh, yeah, true. exactly. I bet like you, you made hundreds of millions because, of dollars yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I want to sw- switch gears a little bit, no pun intended, to Toto Wolff and Mercedes. Um, because we were talking about, you know, maybe them having a conversation with Leclerc for mm-hmm. what the future may hold. Let's talk about right now, though. I think Toto needs to take a, needs to take responsibility for what's happening right now. And I'll tell you why. I've always believed in him to be a great manager, a great people person. And, and that's how you cultivate culture and become a winning race team. Uh, a winning, you know, marketing department, whatever. I think he's a good leader of people. But what's happening right now at Mercedes is inexcusable, in my opinion. You had four weeks, four weeks off, a full month. Mm -hmm. And that car has made zero improvement. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. What are they doing back there? They came with that new rear diffuser, I think, to to kind of hope that that, 
help their straight line speed and it almost like it hindered it um that car is draggy man yeah it is it is and and they can't close nobody down either even with the drs like hamilton couldn't like signs he was sitting there like they would kick into like he he yeah it wasn't good um i don't understand how you come home come back from a four-week you know, break and not have, and it's not the summer break where everyone's supposed to be shut down. No, no, no. They this they is, were working. They, they, they should have do what they want for those four weeks. And the fact that they came back with a rear diffuser that didn't really do anything for them. And if you looked at it, it was just a couple of extra fins on it. Um, I feel like, yeah, like what? I don't know. Where where what were you doing? What were you? Well, doing they've had a shakeup in management it? too, right? So yeah. Allison is back. Yep. as tech director. But the real thing is, is I think they know that car is a dud. I think so. And I think they know that no matter what they do, yeah, they can't bring that car back. Or it's going to cost way too much money to get it to the, where they need it. But you know why You know why I don't think they care about that? Because Red Bull paid a soft fine for that. Yeah. And if they could do it, they would do it. Yeah. Stroll does it every year. Yeah, yeah. Big Stroll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? He doesn't care. So, so I'm just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that car is going to turn around. I really don't. No. And I think and I think yeah. Lewis had a great drive yesterday. Yeah, he did. He did. For for what happened, he even had a bad, you know, he was he timed that. He didn't get the uh, the timing on the pit stop. Uh, on the safety car either. He got caught he up. He got pushed back yeah. and he battled himself back up. You know, he, he didn't deserve to be where he was, but he ended up driving his butt off and got to where he was. You know, that car wasn't supposed to be at that pace. Um, but like I said, that Mercedes has a great race pace car. Um, it's not like it's outright fast, but it has a really good race pace where the tire dag and all that stuff is really good on it. So they can actually, you know, put a race together. But yeah, I, I, I don't see that car getting, you know, one day just, you know, like, like the McLarens, they finally stepped it up a bit this, yeah. this race, you yeah. know, they, they put a bunch of upgrades into it and they had some pace. The and they targeted did. that. Yeah. Right. And they said back, who's going to be the time when we're going to come and actually be upgraded. Right. And boom, you know, they were in the top 10. You haven't seen that pace for them all season. You know, um, the car didn't look like the car didn't look slow. You know, it actually was twitchy. It was yeah, like yeah. they were driving hard. They were pushing the limits of it. You tell there's something different. Yeah. About it. yeah where yeah. the Mercedes just kind of looked the same, you know, on the track, it just looked, dragging down the straightaway it had some good corner speed but yeah just the same okay so let me ask you this now the mercedes is dragging on the straightaway all of their customer teams in the speed trap are faster than them by 10 kph 15 yeah. even the williams so williams is one of the fastest things on the <laughs> yeah. straight yeah and this is in, in baku this is the longest straight we'll see all season mm-hmm. right um i want to talk about the drs quickly because i feel like we will get better racing especially with the Red Bulls having this advantage now, with the DRS removed from the sport. Because you saw in lap one, two, and three, where there is no DRS, Max, even with that straight line advantage and that power in the Red Bull, wasn't quite able to get in front of Leclerc without it. And then he opens up the flap for the DRS, and he's 30 kilometers per hour quicker down that main straight and gaps him halfway down. Yeah, yeah. And they shortened the DRS they did this year right at the pit so it'll be even worse you know what I, so yeah. i'm just thinking like if we, if we go back to real grassroots slipstream yeah i i see what you're saying i still think the cars are very aerodependent so if they get that dirty wind it's gonna just kind of stalemate everyone you know mm-hmm. we see it in the day or drs train, train yeah everyone's yeah. and it's gonna be the same thing but no drs it was just, <laughs> right, right. you just know what i mean so it's just a slipstream yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so like i, I can 
I, I would love if they ended up getting rid of DFS sooner or later. I just don't think it's the time right now. Mm. I think we, we need a couple of more years of this development on, on you know, the cars are definitely a lot better than, say, four or five years ago where they can get right underneath the wing. And it's not like they're getting that arrow wash as much anymore. Mm. Um, but it's still there. You know, they still feel it. They still lose front end downforce and stuff like that when they're behind cars. So this new development with shooting the air into shooting the, all the air up and over the cars behind them definitely helped a lot. They're in they're in a you know in a development stages of it. They're in the first stages of it, and they want to make sure that the cars can race nose to tail before they get rid of DRS or create something else that you know isn't as as obvious <laughs> as DRS. Right. Because it's some of those times when they're, you know, like you said, the Red Bulls, it's like they're they're stalemated behind the guy and then all of a sudden the flap opens and they're like, and they just fly right behind Well, them. that was the thing that, made that, that, that really kind of got me upset with Max and George. I was like, dude, just let him have the corner. Yeah. And then when you catch that main straight, open your DRS and go around him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why... Uh, check already yeah. checked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Yep. it's all that fighting that you guys are doing. You know? He's gone, so I don't know. I just feel like they definitely are in, are going in the right direction for this whole get rid of, getting rid of the DRS, but I feel like it's a little premature just yeah, because yeah, yeah. the cars are are still very, 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 very aero dependent. You know, like if you look at the cars in the seventies or eighties, like yeah. the wings were just like one plate. The rear wing was one plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like now it was very simple. Yeah, like man. there's so much stuff that they manipulate the air to make sure that they have as maximum amount of grip possible. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, the 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 bottom of the cars can definitely kind of help with that with the you know with the with the suction, suction towards the ground for more cornering speed. But um, I, I think you know you look at something like IndyCar where. Everything is very basic, and the arrow spec is cars, not, yeah, right? it's a spec car, and the arrow on it is is very, very, very simple. And you can see that they have like if, if you guys haven't watched an <laughs> Indy car race great lately, racing. like it's unbelievable. It's like, great. You go into a weekend and you have no idea who's going to win. A guy from that usually finishes thirtieth, they nailed finish, the setup yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, won yeah, the race yeah. that weekend. And, and IndyCar, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like I, we, we, like Formula One is the pinnacle, and and you know we 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 have a podcast about that because it is the pinnacle. Yes. But IndyCar is like if you really enjoy racing and yeah. really enjoy, you know, hard, like refueling pit stops. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Stuff, it's it's, it's it back, like you know? it's like yeah, yeah. It's like olden times. Yeah, but they do like present. four pit stops. A and race, it's good, man. The drivers can wheel. You know, yeah. you take you know a couple of them young hot shots out of there and throw them in an F one car. You'll see those guys can really go. Yeah. But we're still waiting for F one to let go of all the politics. Let Andretti in there and let's get an influx. Let's get Pato in there. Yeah, yeah like come on, there, man, yeah. come on. Let's open up the gates. It's yeah. a global sport. Yeah. Anyhow, we appreciate you taking a stop and. Uh, uh, having a watch, maybe even a listen for Daryl Timmers. I'm Dames Nellis saying thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you after the Miami Grand Prix. It's been another race weekend, Canada's F1 show.